2: Good day, America. Welcome Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists, liberals, libertarians, communists, Islamists, LGBTQ, RSTV, WXYZ people. All the boat rockers are in the house and anybody else I may have missed to the Sons of Liberty radio show here on Red State Talk Radio, where we use the Bible and the Constitution not to see who's on the right or the left, but who is on the straight and narrow. I'm your host, Tim Brown, coming to you live from the U.S. occupied state of South Carolina, the editor at SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. And for our Muslim friends, I'm the infidel that Allah warned about I hold to the book, The Bible, As the authoritative Word of God, glad that you guys have joined us this morning. If you'd like to check us out online, please do so. SonsofLibertyRadio.com and also SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. In fact, if you're listening by way of the radio and you want to watch the video portion of the radio show, that's right. You can see the face that's made for radio. Head over to signsoflibertymedia.com, and there you're going to see two videos at the top of the page. The one on the left side is Bradley's show from yesterday, or excuse me, yesterday. He wasn't on yesterday, Saturday, and uh, that's two hours worth of Bradley Dean. So if you missed that and you still want to catch it, you can do so up until 3 o'clock this afternoon, at which time he'll be live in that area. On the right side of the page is where we're at. Click on the play button, blow it up on whatever device you got. Look for the rumble icon, bottom right-hand corner. Click on that, and you can join us in the chat on Rumble. Got some friends over there this morning. Good morning to you guys. Good to see you. And while you're over there, please subscribe to the channel. Sons of Liberty Radio Live is the channel on Rumble. Sons of Liberty Radio Live. And then we're also over on beforeitsnews.com, top of the page over there, and we appreciate those guys giving us a spot as well. Uh, Right up under where we're streaming live, on Sons of Liberty media.com. you can sign up for our email newsletter. Again, that goes out late afternoon, early evening. All the articles we have at com, including the Morning Show Archive. So be sure to sign up for that and get it. And if you don't get it in your inbox when you sign up, check your spam. If you don't get it there, then write us. Um, they do cens- They do censor us even in the email. It's incredible. Really incredible. It really is. All right. Um, also, SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, there's a store button, right on the menu there, right at the top of the page. Click on that, and you can head over to our store. Uh, we are highlighting, again, Bradley's book, Soldier of the Cross. And um, unfortunately, I am halfway through it. I started it, then I started again to do some corrections and stuff, and I'm halfway through the book, and I just... With everything going on in our house right now, it's like, ugh, I get halfway through it again, and I'm kind of stuck for whatever, but then so are my floors. So... <laughs> You guys know that story. So anyway, we have the Soldier of the Cross bundle, uh, the book, shirt of your size, and the dog tag of your color, black or silver, $34, a little more if you're double X or larger. We also have the shirts. We also have the books individually. Books are $10. Shirts are 20 A little more for double X or larger. And then also the dog tags for $8. <clears throat> excuse me. And that's whether you get black or silver. And those are available in the store. Boy, my shirt, the neck. You... If you guys see my shirts, I wear them till they're literally coming apart. That's when they start to really feel good, you know? Are you guys the same way? Just, this is really off topic, I guess. (laughs) You get a pair of jeans, you just break in, they're really feeling good, or a t-shirt or something like that. And then by the time you break it in, it's completely falling off your body because all the uh, threads and everything. Anyway, that's kind of where all of my shirts are. But that's okay. I I think they're comfortable, and you guys don't see the rest of it, so that's okay. I guess it passes. (laughs) Okay, so last week, last Thursday and Friday, we dealt with this issue of Israel. And I'm going to clear up a couple of things, and then just because there's a bunch here. There's a bunch here of what's going on. And it does impact us. This is is what I don't understand. I don't think people understand is when I played David Lutzweiler on, what was that, Thursday? Yeah, Yeah, I played David Lutzweiler on Thursday. What was the thing he said? The ideas have consequences. He used a CCC or something like that. I forget the thing he used, but he was basically saying our ideas have consequences, and they do. And he's not the only one to say that. There's been other, there's somebody else who sort of coined that phrase. But the ideas have consequences. And what we're faced with right now, and what I'm going to show you, and what many of you are probably aware of, is the idea that somehow what we see as the modern state of Israel is God's people have consequences. They have consequences for you and me, by the way, because of the way people are using the the theology that has been wrapped over the modern church here in America, for sure, I know. It's probably been done over in England and some other areas, too, but it's largely in the West, specifically the United States. Some other places have it, too, but it's this idea that somehow this is the people of God. When I was making my statements... I never took away from, you know, because Paul says there's no Jew or Greek, there's no male or female, there's no rich or poor. And he says, well, logically, you know, you would think you lose your gender. No, I made clear people don't lose their gender. They don't lose their social status. They don't lose uh, their ethnicity, their culture that's there. That's not what's going on. He's saying they've been made one. And now those distinctions are not what they used to be. This is why he can write in Ephesians 2 that he took the Gentile and he made them one new man with the Jew. Do you understand that? And the Jew, by the way, we we went over this before too, the Jew is not a pedigree line. Yes, there was a lineage that led to Christ. There's no question about that. But the idea of Jew has to do with the culture. It has to do with the religion. Okay? Okay. That they practice, and we see that most clearly when we see Gentiles come into the na- into the um, the this, the the nation of Israel, not the state of Israel, the the nation of Israel. We see that when they come in, you know, men submit to circumcision. Uh, we were going, you know, it's a fascinating thing, and it hadn't dawned on me, but it should have dawned on me. We were going through a um, a uh, uh, the story of David from 1 Samuel chapter eleven. Where, you know, he commits this great sin with Uriah's wife, and then he, you know, wow, what? I mean, my elder, uh, Pastor Glasser, uh, one of the things he just brought out very clearly was, here was David, anointed of the Lord, the king of Israel, a citizen of Israel by birth an heir to the promises, right? And he commits this sin against Uriah. And I I don't know how many of you guys realize it, but Uriah was a Hittite, right? Which means he was what? He wasn't born into the covenant. He wasn't part of Israel before. But now he had submitted himself to the ordinances of God, to the commands of God, and he was a righteous man. Gentile convert in the Old Testament there. He's one of many. But you see in that story how Uriah is this righteous man. He really believes what the God of Israel says. He fights on their behalf. He's a good soldier. And when David commits sin with his wife, David seeks to cover it up. So he calls Uriah in, and he has him go down... He says, you need to go down there and be with your wife a little bit. And Uriah is such a righteous guy. He's like, I can't do this. My brothers are out on the battlefield. How can I go down here and do what they can't do? And he doesn't go. And the next night, David's a little more wicked, and he gets him drunk, fearing, well, the inhibitions will be gone. Maybe he'll go down here to his wife, and that'll cover up everything. And it doesn't. And then finally, David puts a note in Uriah's hand that will lead to his very death. And in all of it, what is Uriah? He's faithful. He's faithful to the men he fights for. He's faithful to his God. He's faithful even to the king who wants to kill him to cover up his own sin. Hmm. I I mean, it's, it's absolutely incredible. Here's a guy who's not a part of that covenant community, and he's more honorable than even a man after God's own heart. Isn't that something? Yeah. And that's people who came in who didn't come from the loins of Abraham, Isaac, or Jacob. And this is why Paul can write about the expansion, not the replacement. I see people write comments talking about replacement theology. Ain't nobody preaching that here. And if they, if somebody is, repro- is preaching replacement theology, then yeah, they're against what the Scripture says we don't do that here. No, no, no. This is an expansion gospel that we have. It leaves a little posted stamp piece of land in the Middle East, and it goes throughout the world. Why? Because the glory of God is going to be made known throughout the world, and it has been. And rest assured, look, if you're in despair right now because the bad guys seem to be taking things over, just hang on. Just hang on. The Lord is not done. He is not done. So I wanted to bring that in because what did we find out? Well, I got a ton of tabs open here, and um, I just, you know, I'm going to stress this a little more with everything that's gone on. Now, you remember hearing all the people that were up in arms over funding of Ukraine, Right? And rightly so. Hundreds of billions of dollars for the corruption that is there, right? And the sodomite leading them. Now he's whining, oh, Russia's winning. Whatever. Here's what we got now. U.S. House passes Republicans' Israel-only aid bill. Faces dead end in Senate. Well, that may or may not be. You gotta understand, some some of these, some of these guys over there in the Senate are tied with Israel too, who you think are opposed to that. And that's why I think this this nonsense of this is a Republican's Israel only aid bill. All right. So this is from Reuters. The U.S. Of, the US House of Representatives on Thursday passed a Republican plan to provide 14.3 billion, not million, billion dollars, and this is probably one of many that's coming, in aid to Israel and cut funding of the Internal Revenue Service, they should have done that and not given the money to anybody. That's what they should have done. Because the IRS is unconstitutional, too. Just as much as given one point, or excuse me, 14.3 billion in aid to Israel. That's unconstitutional, too. Despite Democrats' insistence, see, they always want to play the fight. It... <sighs> I hope the Democrats do shut it down. Now I understand they have their their own twisted reasonings for shutting it down. I say shut it down because of the law, and I'm going to show you the law here in just a minute. The measure passed 226 to 196, largely along party lines. A shift. See, it should be along law, lawful lines, the Constitution, and then nobody would have been voting for it. If that's what they voted for. This is why I say lose the rhetoric of right, left, Republican, Democrat, all that nonsense. Lose the rhetoric. If they want to be part of a party individually and collectively, they can go do that. But don't bring it into government. It didn't belong there. It's not part there. We only have law there. We don't have parties, party affiliations. We don't have that in there, not in government. So it passed 226 to 196, largely along party lines, a shift from typically strongly bipartisan congressional support for providing aid to Israel. Twelve Democrats voted with uh, 214 Republicans for the bill, and two Republicans joined 194 Democrats in objecting. And on this, I would agree with Democrats, although I have different reasons than they do. They want to support Marxists. They want to support Islamists and all kinds of stuff like that. And that's their reasoning behind it when you really get to it. But I support them saying no to it because it's unconstitutional. The bill's introduction as lawmakers rush to respond to the attack on Israel by iran to Hamas, never mind the times where it's worked the other way, anyway, uh, was the first major legislative action under new Republican House Speaker Mike Johnson. But because it combined aid for Israel with a cut to the Internal Revenue Service, oh, we can't, we, we, we can't cut funds to attack the people that we want to attack and oppress here in our own country. Left out aid for Ukraine, Joe, President Joe Biden promised a veto and Senator to Chuck Schumer. Oh yeah, he's one of those Israel first guys. Majority leader of the Democrat-controlled Senate said he would not bring it up for a vote. All right, so that's that one. I've got several of these. We've got uh, uh, this little sodomite, uh, Senator Lindsey Graham. He's trying to be a pretty boy. I guess he got his hair colored or something. Anyway, out of my state. He said on Sunday that he expects the Senate. Well, this guy is nothing but a warmonger. He's at war with God in his, in his life. There's no doubt in my mind he is. I've heard from people who actually got him. Uh, little escort boys. I don't know what you'd call those in, in the U.S. Anyway, now he wants to be at war with the world. Lindsey Graham said on Sunday that he expects the Senate will pass a bill that includes aid for both Israel and Ukraine. Both of those are Unconstitutional. This guy's such a punk. I mean, why the people of South Carolina continue to put this guy in, I know not. Well, no, I do. They are programmed. They're in front of the boob tube. They're listening to conservative talking heads who tell them who to vote for. They'll only give them one choice to vote for, too. They'll give them a selection of people. They give them one choice. Vote for this guy. Vote for this guy. He's better than that guy, which most of the time isn't saying anything. Uh, he, uh, Despite the House passing an aid package only for Israel that included offsets Democrats in the White House opposed when asked if a bill with funding for both Israel and Ukraine will pass, the Senate, Graham said that he expects it will, just days after a GOP-backed House bill that included $14.3 billion in aid on, to only Israel. I'm for Ukraine support? Why? Why? Uh, this is what Graham, Graham said. We can't pull the plug on Ukraine. Let Putin get away with this. <laughs> uh, there goes Taiwan if you do that. I'm definitely for Israel. So I think you will see a package of border security funding for Ukraine. Mm. Isn't that nice? Border security and funding for Ukraine. Funding for Israel coming out of the Senate probably as one package. I would support that. Hey, uh, uh, Lindsay girl. Ladyboy Lindsay, where's your attention to the Constitution? Where's your attention to our border? I'm going to show you our border in just a little bit, so that people on the video platform at least can see. If you're on the radio and you want to come over, sonsoflibertymedia.com, top of the page there, before it's news.com, top of the page or Rumble, Sons of Liberty Radio Live, you'll be able to see some of the stuff that largely the media isn't even covering. They've got your mind over in the Middle East. I'm going to use the Middle East to drag your mind back over here. Hopefully, by the grace of God. There's another one. This is out of NBC. Top House Republicans defend IRS cuts and GOP-led Israel and Bill. I say completely defund the IRS as much as you defund the United Nations. As much as you define the FDA, the ATF, the CIA, the FBI, the NSA, and all the other anachronisms of alphabet soup creations that you guys have made that the people didn't give you authorization to do it, but the people have been so dumbed down. And so they're, 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 I don't know, a lack of a better term, their will has just been whittled to nothing to stand up against it. And these people act lawlessly. If you want to know what needs to be out of the way for the man of sin to always arise throughout history in different, in different lands, by the way, take away the law. That's what you'll see. Take away the law, and the lawless will come to the top. Take away the law, and the lawless will rise to the top. And that's what's going on. This guy that you're seeing on on the screen here, this guy is just as lawless as the Democrats. Some of you continue to rail against, but you stand behind the Republicans. Oh, well, we're against rhinos. But you stand behind them, and they let these things go. $14.3 billion of your money. Did you authorize that, America? Did did you authorize that? In case you didn't... um, in case you didn't see any of this stuff, this is, uh, this, is, this is Mike, Mike Johnson, new speaker of the House. I played this for you the other day, and we'll play two, two little quick videos from him. Listen to what he says here.
0: So what is your response, and have you spoken to the president about his request to tie the money together between Israel and Ukraine? Well, listen, we're going to move a standalone Israel funding bill this week in the House. I know uh, our colleagues, our Republican uh, colleagues in the Senate uh, have a similar measure. We believe that that is a pressing and urgent need. There, there are lots of things going on around the world uh, that we have to address, and we will. Uh, but right now, what's happening in Israel uh, takes the immediate attention.
2: Uh, Mike, <laughs> what about our borders, dude? Somehow, somewhere over there that has nothing to do with us in the Middle East is of a pressing issue that we must steal $14.3 billion from the American people and give it to them because you say that Christians believe that we ought to be standing with Israel. And again, Mike has a mouse in his pocket because he doesn't speak for me. Here's Mike again. Um, You know, boy, Literally salivating, spending these dollars and sending them over to Israel. Listen to this extraordinary crisis right now, and the world needs us to be strong. They need us to remember
0: our they need creed our and bank our obligations. That's what they need. Turmoil and violence have rocked the Middle East and Eastern Europe. We all know it. Intentions continue to build in the Indo-Pacific. The country demands strong leadership of this body, and we must not waver. Sadly, we don't our, have it. Our, our nation's greatest ally in the Middle East is under attack. They're not the first our ally. Bill that I'm going to bring to this floor, in just a little while, will be in support of our dear friend Israel, and we're overdue in getting that done. All right, we're going to shut down Mike of what he just said
2: here in just a minute. But you look, you guys who are on the video platform, look at this. The other side is standing up too, so we're they're all to together in this. only
0: Israel, but the entire world, that the barbarism of Hamas that we have all seen play out on our television screens is wretched and wrong, and we are going to stand
2: for the good in that conflict. Okay, all right, so there's no good in that conflict on either side. See, they put up this false narrative like they do for president every four years. They tell you, oh, you got to vote for these two guys. They put up a false narrative here, and they leave out a lot of factors, and they get people to pick a side, they divide the people that way. That's what they're doing. So Mike says that Israel is our ally, and we, this is pressing. And, and now, I, rest assured, I'm going to show you what's, what they're deflecting you from. They're stealing your money. They're, they're tagging the bill on your back, the back of your children, your grandchildren, and their children. And they don't care. And meanwhile, they violate the third commandment. You shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain, for the Lord will not hold him guiltless who takes his name in vain. They call themselves Christians. They call themselves all this stuff. And what they do is they, they, they rob. They're like Judas's. They rob the purse. You heard Mike Johnson say Israel is our ally. Now, look, I get the CIA stuff all the time. I, I get it. But here's an ex-CIA and the director of Council of National Interest. I want you to listen. It'll take a few minutes for him to lay all this out. His name is Philip Giraldi. He's a former CIA officer. Or or what's that guy uh, on Bradley's afternoon show? He goes, I'm a CIA officer. (laughs) CIA officer and executive director of the Council for the National Interest. Listen to what this guy says. If you think Israel is our ally, I want you just to listen. Keep an open mind. Maybe you've been taught wrong. Maybe you've never even asked that question. We know Hamas is not our friend. I'm not trying to say that. Okay? So, but Hamas came from Israel. Okay? Listen to what uh, Philip Giraldi has to say.
1: Thank you very much, Ray. Um, I don't think I can compete with that. And right, that was theatrical. Um, instead, I would like to go a bit beyond the comments that both of my colleagues uh, have made and suggest not only that Israel is, is, is no ally, but also that it is actually not a friend, because it does actual damage to the United States through using its considerable access to Congress and the media to promote policies that are good neither for the United States nor for Israel. I'm sure you've all heard the expression that a friend does not let a friend drive drunk. Well, the United States has been driving drunk for quite some time, and that dangerous behavior has to some extent been encouraged by Israel and its many supporters in Washington. Israel might or might not have been an actual enabler of the disastrous American invasion of Iraq, but it is undeniably true that American officials extremely close to the Israeli government were behind the rush to war and the forgery of phony intelligence that fed the process. If the United States goes to war with Iran in the near future, it will not be because Tehran actually threatens America. It will be because Israel and its powerful lobby in the U.S. have succeeded in creating an essentially false casus belli to mandate such action. Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu, who once commented that 9-11 was good for Israel, has repeatedly sought to commit our government to draw red lines that would narrow options for the White House and de facto require it to take action with the military against Iran. Congress is, meanwhile, advancing legislation that would commit the United States to intervene militarily in support of a unilateral Israeli attack. Meaning that Israel could easily be empowered to make the decision on whether or not the U.S. goes to war. Nothing relating to Israel is quite like the U.S. interaction with other countries. Uh, Delinda and Janet have outlined the dollar costs and special financing arrangements that go to support Israel, measures that are not in place for any other nation. Congress also approved, on Wednesday, as part of the United States-Israel Strategic Partnership Act, by a vote of 410 to 1, uh, an Israeli exemption from the reciprocity mandated by the so-called Visa Waiver Program. Israelis will be able to travel freely to the United States, while their government will be allowed to refuse entry to American citizens. This is a privilege that is granted to no other country. One congressman has recently even introduced a bill to cut off federal funding for any academic organization that engages in boycotting Israel. Boycotting other countries is okay. Israel interferes in American elections, most recently on behalf of Mitt Romney. It has corrupted our Congress. Its head of government publicly rebukes our own head of state. Government ministers insult and ridicule John Kerry, and its intelligence officers actually provide alarmist and inaccurate private briefings for American senators on Capitol Hill. I also would not doubt that Israel, accustomed to behaving with impunity towards its alleged friend and patron in Washington, might manufacture a pretext to draw the U.S. into a new conflict something reminiscent of the Levon Affair in Alexandria, Egypt in 1954, or the false flag attack on the USS Liberty in 1967. Israel currently strongly supports using force to intervene in Syria, a proposition that is opposed overwhelmingly by the American public. In short, Israel has no reluctance to use its enormous political and media clout in the U.S., to pressure successive administrations to conform to its own foreign and security policy views. One other very good reason why Israel should not receive billions of dollars in military assistance annually is its persistent espionage against the United States. Grant Smith has described how Friends of Israel stole enriched uranium from a Pennsylvania refinery to create a nuclear arsenal. More recently, we have learned how Arnon Milchan, a Hollywood producer born in Israel, arranged for the illegal purchase of 800 nuclear triggers. Milchan picked up an Oscar last Sunday without any interference from the FBI. The the existence of a large-scale Israeli spying effort at the time of 9-11 has been widely reported, incorporating Israeli companies in New Jersey and Florida, as well as hundreds of art students nationwide. Five Israelis from one of the companies were observed celebrating against the backdrop of the Twin Towers going down. While it is often uh, observed that everyone spies on everyone else, particularly true if one is referring to our own NSA, espionage is a high-risk business that most countries are extremely careful when they are spying on friends because of fear of blowback. Israel, which relies on Washington for billions of dollars, in aid and also for political cover and international fora like the UN does not spy discreetly, largely because it knows that few in Washington will seek to hold it to account. There were, for example, no consequences for the Israelis when Israeli Mossad intelligence officers using passports and pretending to be Americans recruited terrorists to carry out attacks inside Iran, uh, as noted by Mark Perry this morning. Israelis using U.S. passports in that fashion put every American traveler at risk. Israel, where government and business work hand in hand, has obtained significant advantage by systematically stealing American technology with both military and civilian applications. The U.S. developed technology is then reversed engineered and used by the Israelis to support their own exports. Have you heard that? Sometimes when the technology is military in nature and winds up in the hands of an adversary, the consequences can be serious. Israel has sold advanced weapon systems to China that are believed to incorporate technology developed by American companies, including the Python 3 air-to-air missile and the Delilah cruise missile. There is evidence that Israel has also stolen Patriot missile avionics to incorporate into its own arrow system and that it used U.S. technology obtained in its Lavi uh, fighter development program, which was funded by U.S. taxpayers, to help the Chinese develop their own J-10. The reality of Israeli spying is indisputable. I might cite the names of Jonathan Pollard, Ben Ami Kaddish, Stuart Nozette, and Larry Franklin as spies for Israel have been caught but they are only the tip of the iceberg Israel always features prominently in the annual FBI report called foreign economic collection and uh, economic uh, and industrial collection the, tw- the 2005 report states Israel has an active program to gather proprietary information with- within the United States These collection activities are primarily directed at obtaining information on military systems and advanced computing applications that can be used in Israel's sizable armaments industry. It adds that Israel recruits spies, uses electronic methods, and carries out computer intrusion to gain the information. A 1996 Defense Investigative Service report noted that Israel has great success stealing technology by exploiting the numerous co-production projects that it has with the Pentagon. It says, placing Israeli nationals in key industries is a technique utilized with great success. A general accounting Office examination of espionage directed against American defense and security industries described how Israeli citizens residing in the U.S. had stolen sensitive technology to manufacture artillery gun tubes, obtained classified plans for reconnaissance systems and passed sensitive aerospace designs to unauthorized users. The GAO concluded that Israel conducts, and this is a quote, conducts the most aggressive espionage operation against the United States of any US ally. In June 2006, a Pentagon Administrative Judge overruled an appeal by an Israeli who had been denied a security clearance. If you can imagine that, an Israeli with a security clearance at the Pentagon. But anyway, they overruled him when he appealed it and said, the Israeli government is actively engaged in military and industrial espionage in the United States. An Israeli citizen working in the U.S. who has access to proprietary information is likely to be a target of such espionage. More recently, FBI counterintelligence officer John Cole, has reported how many cases of Israeli espionage are dropped under orders from the Justice Department. He provides a conservative estimate of 125 viable investigations into Israeli espionage involving both American citizens and Israelis that were stopped due to political pressure. So the answer to the question, is Israel an ally of the United States, Uh, is most definitely no. Uh, Is it even a friend? Well, I suppose there are all kinds of friends in the world, but if you judge Israel by its record on how it interacts with the American government and people, I think the answer would also have to be no. Thank you.
2: Yeah, and that's – and yeah. Phil Giraldi, thank you. Thank you for saying that. I mean, yeah, I know, once CA, well, always CA, and so on. But there's guys whose eyes get open, and they say stuff. They do say it. And I thank you, Philip Giraldi, for – Bringing that delight. If you guys don't remember when we had the guys, the survivors from the USS Liberty. What was it attacked by? Israel. And they kept trying to say, oh, you know, we, we just, it was a mistake. Yeah, for hours you attacked one of our ships with our boys on it. You killed Americans. Why? Oh, yeah. Old LBJ. Want that ship at the bottom of the ocean. And those guys are here to tell us. They're still alive, telling people, Israel ain't your friend. They attacked us for hours, knowing who we were. They knew what flags we were flying. You ought to listen to those guys. You really should. Well, the obvious question is then, again, just like Ukraine, just like omnibus bills from both Democrats and Republicans in the House and the Senate and the White House, It's theft. It's theft of our wealth. Are, are you hearing me, people of the United States, little you? It, it's theft of your wealth and your children's wealth. Giving it to a state that antichrist anti-Christ to the core, and you can call me what you want to. You can use the names. I'm not five years old. It doesn't bother me anymore. But to sit here and say I'm anti-Semitic because I'm pointing out the law, and I'm going to point it to you right here, is just absolutely silly. Because I go to the Scripture and I show you who the true Israel is, and I'm anti-Semitic, that is just ridiculous. You are showing that you've been indoctrinated by the Mockingbird Media. Oh, I don't watch the Mockingbird Media. I don't believe those guys. Well, you're listening to the conservative media, and the conservative media holds that very thing. And they're willing to cover for their guys... And their red jersey, their R jersey, they're willing to cover for those guys when they violate the Constitution all over the place. Why? Because it's not the law to them. It's a sporting event. And if their guy gets the dunk, the touchdown, the home run over the other guy, doesn't matter how he did it as long as he got it. Watch them when they justify themselves. Listen to Mike, what's his name, Johnson here, that I played a little while ago, talking about we're going to fund this... Where did you get the authority to do that, Mike? You didn't get it. And I'm going to show you. This is from Publius Holda. And by the way, if PH ever listens to the show here, we love you very much. Uh, Because I'll tell you what, I learned a lot from that little lady. Really have. This is from her enumerated powers on Congress. She breaks it down real simply so I don't have to r- actually read the text. I could read the text to you. That would be fine. But she breaks it down real simply. Do you know what Congress is authorized to do? How many of you out there know what Article 1 says that Congress is authorized to do? Okay, I'm going to break it down for you. I'm going to use her words to do it, though, okay? Because she does it real, real simply. Okay? Article From Article 1, Section 8, Clauses 1 through 16, these are the powers that are delegated to our Congress. Okay, here they come. To lay certain taxes, certain taxes. Now, I'm going to tell you, any direct tax on the person is a threat to your life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness, and pursuit of land, and anything else. Direct taxation is immoral. I think all taxation is moral. That's just me. Taxation was not, in effect until men wanted a king over them. Now, did God have a tithe in place? Yeah, sure. But he didn't threaten you with jail. He just said you're not going to be blessed if you don't pay the tithe. And the tithe was used for a lot of things to take care of the the Levites who were um, performing their duties for the people on behalf of the people. They didn't have any land. They didn't have an inheritance the way the other people did. Sometimes it was used to care for the poor and things of that nature, but it was given... There to the temple. So it all of that was done voluntarily by the people to the ecclesia side of the system. They had, a, they had what we would refer to as state. They didn't refer to it as... But the lawful judicial side, and then they had the religious aspect or the ecclesia side. And it went to the ecclesia side. It didn't go to the state side, went to the ecclesia, and the ecclesia because it had been given voluntarily by the people, then that was considered charity that they give to many of the poor. And sometimes it was the whole tithe of that year that they gave to the poor. It's pretty interesting how their their society functioned and everybody they were taken care of. So, to lay certain taxes, to pay the debts of the United States, to declare war and make rules of war, that's Congress's job, by the way, not, not the executive branch. I don't care what you've heard, I don't care what they've written, The job of Congress is to declare war and make rules of warfare, not the executive branch. And what have we been seeing? The executive branch is not only declaring war and going without telling anybody, they're even making the rules of warfare. To raise and support armies and navy, to make rules governing the military forces, to call forth the militia, which they never do. They call forth the Guard and the Reserve. That's not the militia. It's really not. Call forth the militia for certain purposes and to make rules governing the militia. To regulate commerce with foreign nations, commerce. Okay? Not funding, commerce. With foreign nations and among the states and with the Indian tribes. To establish uniform rules of naturalization. To establish uniform laws on bankruptcies. To coin money and regulate the value thereof. To fix the standards of weights and measurements or measures. To provide for the punishment of counterfeiting. To establish post offices and post roads, to issue patents and copyrights, to create courts inferior to the Supreme Court, and to define and punish piracies and felonies committed on the high seas and offenses against the laws of nations. Now, if you're one who, you know, you buy into that we're, you know, being admiralty law is being used against us, then what would you say the Federal Reserve is guilty of? Are they not? Guilty of counterfeiting? Are they not guilty of uh, piracies and felonies committed on the high seas? Just going to throw that out there for you guys to think about. Hmm. Then we have this part. Other provisions of our Constitution delegate to Congress powers of the country at large to make laws regarding an enumeration of the population for purposes of appointment of representatives and direct taxes. Direct taxes, are t- I'm just telling you. If you, say, if you want to say the Constitution is God-breathed and God-inspired in the way the Bible is, I don't know how to tell you. It, God didn't say you can amend my word. The Constitution did. It's not the word of God. Okay, And some things they just got wrong. Nevertheless, they're there. Elections of senators or representatives and their pay after 1808 to prohibit importation of slaves after 1808 to restrict migration or immigration to these United States. Of course, they didn't figure that out for another almost 100 years. That's what makes me a little curious about that. I think the states were doing just fine dealing with immigration law. Congress made naturalization. States determined who who migrated their state. Their states were free and independent and sovereign, not this conglomerate that everybody wants to make them out to be. A restricted power to, susp- to suspend writs of habeas corpus, to revise and control imposts or duties or on imports or exports which may be laid to states. A restricted power to declare the punishment of treason, implementation of the full faith and credit clause, and procedures for amendments to the Constitution. That's all there is, and then the amendments... The 13th, 14th, 15th, 16th, 19th, 23rd, 24th, and 26th Amendments added a couple of extra things. Um, the powers that were delegated in those fall into four categories. International relations, commerce, and war. Control immigration by restricting who may come to the United States and establish uniform rule of naturalization of new citizens. Domestically, to establish a uniform commercial system, weights and measures, patents and copyrights, a monetary system based on gold and silver, bankruptcy law, and limited power over interstate commerce and mail delivery, and and some of the amendments to protect civil and certain voting rights. That's it. That's all Congress can write law on, which means that's all Congress can fund. If you can't write law on it, you can't fund it. Did any of you guys hear education in that system? We're going to talk a little bit about that tomorrow, Lord willing. Because we're going to carry this whole thing over of what's going on in Israel has an impact here. Lynn Taylor's going to join me. You don't want to miss that. Noahide laws, Israel, what is anti-Semitism, you know, who's the real Israel? We're going to cover all that stuff tomorrow and how that's infiltrated into education, for goodness sake. Did you hear education an article in there? No, nope, it wasn't a part of it either. They don't have a, they don't have authority to write law. They don't have authority to send money. When I ask you something else, when it came to foreign countries, what could they do? They could regulate commerce. That's trade. It says nothing about you can prop up other foreign governments. You can buy weapons for other governments. You can send our troops into other countries to help them govern. Doesn't say anything about that. All this stuff is about us. It's about what goes on right here. And here's Mikey Johnson telling you we're going to we're going to send this money to Israel. And you know, Lindsey Graham, we're going to send it to Ukraine and we're going to send it to Syria and we're going to send it to these Yahoo's at ISIS, and we're going to send it to al-Qaeda. Lindsey Graham and John McCain are two of the biggest traitors who should have been hung in the streets. Oh, I mean, what they did was done in the open. Everybody saw it. Arming and funding these jihadis over in Syria. Got their pictures taken with them. They were proud to be traitors to the United States. John's answering for his now. But the people are the ones who have to bring the justice. What did we see there? What what, what did Congress, what could they bring up? They could call up the militia. The real militia, you and me, fellas. We're supposed to be the law enforcers. Not the guys in blue, not the thin blue line, not any of that stuff. We're supposed to be it, the men. Instead, what are they funding? Well, I'm going to show you some of it in just a little bit. But I want to go to the law of God. What does it say? Exodus chapter 20. Now, when we were planning a church, what we did was we, uh, the other elder and I, we, we put together a short little sort of, if you want to call them devotions, family worship time each week where we went through the catechism and we would allow, you know, we'd give this information so fathers could teach their, their families about the law of God and about the word of God. And uh, one of the things that we did as a congregation was we learned Exodus 21 to 17. I mean, as it is, not whittled down on some little card, you know, like they do for kids. We learned the whole thing. We learned Genesis 1. We learned Ephesians 1. We, we would learn these as families and come together and recite them, you know, for the glory of God. And it was, for me, it's, it's what David said, hiding God's word in our heart that we might not sin against him. So what do we read in Exodus 20 that applies to this? God spake all these words, saying, I am the Lord thy God. Remember, he's just brought them out of Egypt. I brought thee out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of bondage. Thou shalt have no other gods before me. Thou shalt not make unto thee any graven image or any likeness of anything that is in heaven above or that is in the earth beneath or that is in the water under the earth Thou shalt not bow down thyself to them, nor serve them, for I, the Lord thy God, am a jealous God, visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children to the third and fourth generations of them that hate me. Now see, this is why we had, this is why we learned the entire thing here, because verses four and five is whittled down to: Thou shalt not make any graven image. But then he says, what? Like anything, whether it's in heaven, on earth, in the water, don't bow down to it, don't serve it. And he tells them that he's a jealous God and that he visits the iniquity of the fathers, the one who wants to engage in this idolatry, upon the children to the third and fourth generations. Why do you think they want to take that out? That's pretty important stuff, isn't it? "...and showing mercy unto thousands of them that love me and keep my commandments." Hmm. He's opposed to these who are idol worshipers, but he shows mercy to thousands of those who love him and keep his commandments." Thou shalt not take the name of the Lord thy God in vain, for the Lord will not hold him guiltless that taketh his name in vain. Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Six days thou shalt labor and do all thy work, but the seventh day is the Sabbath of the Lord your God. In it thou shalt not do any work thou, nor the son, nor thy daughter, nor the maidservant, or manservant, nor the maidservant, nor thy cattle, nor the stranger that is within within thy gates. For in six days the Lord made heaven and earth and the sea and all that is in them. And rested the seventh day. Wherefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and hallowed it. Honor thy father and mother, uh, that thy days may be long upon the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee. Thou shalt not kill, thou shalt not commit adultery, thou shalt not steal, thou shalt not, therefore, false witness against thy neighbor. Thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's house, thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's wife, nor his manservant, nor his maidservant, nor his ox, nor his ass, nor anything that is thy neighbor's. Now you'll notice. Uh, if you come from a Roman Catholic background, I was speaking with somebody over the weekend about uh, them coming from a Roman Catholic background, and I said, "Yeah, they change up the the commandments there. They they take out the idol, and then they divide the coveting into two commandments. So you'll you'll see what's being done. But what are we doing here with Mike Johnson and um, and the Republicans and Democrats who want to fund Israel? Well, several things." One is specific to Mike Johnson, because he calls himself a Christian, is that he has, I mean, he's made Israel somewhat of an idol. He's willing to sin against us, the people, and against God in the process by funding something that isn't authorized in Article 1. He's also saying they're our greatest ally— That's a bearing of false witness. You just heard what goes on. And that's not even, that's just the tip of the iceberg. You ought to see their involvement in quote-unquote elections, to to secure elections. You ought to see Israel's involvement. Put in Israel an election uh, at sonsoflibertymedia.com and see all of the reports on that. Hmm. You aren't getting that from mainstream or conservative talking heads, are you? And then finally, he's just... Well, he's just bearing false witness. He took, he took an oath. He took an oath to obey the Constitution. He calls himself a Christian, so he takes the name of Christ upon himself, and then he violates the law, both the laws of God and the laws that men have put up to say, no, you can't go past here. And others like him have gone right along with it because they have this emotional attachment to Israel that's derived from bad theology. You see what goes on here? I've talked about orthodoxy and orthopraxy. Orthodoxy is your doctrine. You have right, straight, good, sound doctrine, good teaching. What happens if you distort that? What will happen to how you practice orthopraxy? Will it be straight or will it be crooked? As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. So if you've got bad doctrine going in, you can expect bad practice to come out. Does that make sense? You've got bad doctrine going in, you can expect bad practice to come out. That's what we've got going on here. That's exactly what we got going on here. I, I'm running out of time. I got a bazillion videos here. I may just throw some of these into um, in the archive. Maybe I'll stay over for a couple. Of, I, I don't know. This one is th- th- these are just a couple of things I want you to see. Again, it's not anti-Semitism. I'm not calling for anybody to be killed. I'm not ask, I'm, just, I'm not saying Israel ought to be pushed in the ocean, any of this stuff. I'm just saying look at what. Has gone on here. This is the people behind the pandemic. Check them out. Same people behind it. Okay, that they're going to be, they're tied to, they want to fund. Larry Fink, BlackRock. Rob Capito, BlackRock president. Vanguard CEO, Mortimer J. Buckley, Mortimer. CDC Director Rochelle Walensky. CDC De- Deputy Director Ann Shushat. CDC Chief of Staff Sherry A. Berger. CDC Chief Medical Officer Mitchell Wolf. CDC Director of Washington Office Jeff Reschick. There's a bunch of these. CDC, or CEO President Nova. Vax Stanley Eck, Independent Director Sanofi Serge Weinberg, CEO Moderna Stefani or Stefan Bansel, Vaccine Creator and Chief Medical Officer Tal Zaks, GEO GlaxoSmithKline Emma Walmsley, Pioneer in the Development of MRNA. Vaccines, Drew Weissman Okay, I'm going to pause this a second I'm going to close this out Or carry over at SonsOfLibertyMedia.com Rumble, Sons of Liberty Radio Live Fort news, top of the page Bradley B. with the three Lord William be back with you At six with Lynn Taylor Common Core Diva I <laughs> barely got that in there I want to welcome everybody coming over from the, the, uh, the radio. Let me finish this out. I'm going to play one or two more, and then I'll throw the rest in the, uh, the archive because there's a bunch of them. But I just kind of want you to see what this funding is going towards. Because these people that we're showing, you guys on the video platform, you see it. They're all tied with Israel. Psst. Just the way it is. You know? It's just the way it is. This is Albert Borla. And I won't name these off because you guys obviously are watching, okay? These are all the people behind the pandemic. Do you see the people in politics and banking? Now, in case you didn't know it, in case you didn't know it, there were many Jews, I use that in air quotes, who were used in the pogroms as well. They were Judases to their own people. Let me make clear, I don't think all Jewish people are like this. I don't think that at all. I mean, some wonderful Jewish people. Just like I met some I've told you guys I met some wonderful Muslim people and Buddhist and I met some wonderful people from all over. But there's no doubt that something's holding these guys all together. And that's the affinity for the government that is Israel. And by the way, I want to distinguish that like I do with us. I don't think all of the American people are behind the government that we have either. They're a wicked bunch. And I don't think a lot of the Israelis... In fact, I know a lot of the Israelis are not behind it because they're being attacked by these guys. That Mike Johnson, wants you believe, are God's chosen people. Take a look at this one. This is Israeli police dealing with some of the Jews. Look at this. Some of the Jews there in Israel. Was that guy cutting somebody's head off? Hmm? Was he shouting Allah Akbar there? What are these guys doing? This is in Israel. This is Israel's police force, guys. You wanna see where some of our brutal some of our brutal police officers get their training? It's right there. Right there. With those guys. Don't know what happened to my, my light just now. That's one. Then here they are. This is the IDF. This kid, he's gotta be like seven, eight, nine years old or something. He's clearly not doing nothing. He's crying. I don't know if it's his mama, his sisters, aunts. I, I don't I don't know what I was going on. But they go and snag this kid away from him. This is the IDF. Again, stuff you're not gonna see anywhere. I just want you to see what's here. You make up your own mind. I'm not telling you whose side or if you should be, even be on a side. I don't think you should be on a side, but just so you're informed about this, this is an IDF um some of their guys coming and getting this little kid and they're going to take him away from his family. I mean, look at this little kid. I'm sorry, was the kid throwing a bomb? Uh, Was he massacring a school? You know, what's going on here? Do you see what they're doing? By the way, Israel's armed to the teeth. You don't see that with a lot of these people here. In fact, over the years, I was thinking about that this morning. What have you seen come from the Gaza side over there? You've seen fireworks. I mean, they haven't really done anything. Oh, but Tim, you don't know what they did on October. You know, I understand what went on there. I know the history. I'm against that too, okay? But quit listening to what you're told and start looking a little further under the surface as to what's going on. And what you're going to see is the whole idea of what went on there should have never gone on there due to what Israel tells us themselves. It's one of the most secure places in their, in their nation. And yet these guys just come in and kill thousands of people. <laughs> what? Yeah, It doesn't make sense, does it? Because it's not. The the whole thing's not what we're being told. Let me look here just a second, because I have so many of these. So why is this important? We've sent how many hundreds of billions of dollars to the Ukraine? To an open sodomite? A little lady boy named Zelensky? We've been involved in the manufacture of bioweapons. No question about it. No question about it. They can tell you we're just protecting it. You know when they tell you that that they're working on them. We've been doing that in that country. Got the documents to show it that we were funding it too. We didn't have there wasn't authorization to do that either, but they were funding it. <clears throat> And all of that's going on while things like this. I'm just going to give you some snapshots. This is over the past year here in the United States. This is Laguna Beach, California. Okay? Laguna Beach, California. Said if illegals coming in on their boat, they lift their buddy out in the water. I <laughs> guess he thought he could get there faster running. These guys get off the boat, running through the water, up on the beach, and they'll disappear into the populace. Kind of like they did down there in Miami. They would do that too. They would load up on the beach, and they would go run off. Yeah, uh, uh, what do you got? Like twenty uh, people in there?
1: Uh, South, Coast, uh, South Coast Highway by the beach. We have, we have a lot of. Uh, we have a whole bunch of uh, Mexicans just. With boat, uh, on the
2: beach. says there's a bunch of Mexicans that came out and unloaded on the beach I wonder
1: if they're going to leave the boat there they're going to leave that boat there
2: they don't care about the boat they yeah. made it where they wanted they made it where they wanted to be what about this again I, I I'm just asking hey Mike what's going on here You steal the people's money in the name of Yahweh, Yeshua. You steal the people's money. You give it to foreign countries while your own country is being invaded. If that isn't treason, I don't, I don't know what is. I don't know what. This is up in New York. A migrant tent city was being set up earlier in the year. They said they could house 75,000 illegal aliens. I got to tell you, I don't see how that's happening on this little facility, but who knows. So this is a little bit here. Actually, it is pretty big. Whoops, sorry about that. I I know that noise is kind of aggravating. Let's see if I can cut that down just a little bit. But this is what uh, Mayor Adams is doing up there. This is where he's going to house all those tens of thousands of illegal aliens. I guess that was maybe for some of those that Ron DeSantis was illegally sending up to him, too. Then we have this one. This was some leaked video that came out. This was a couple of months ago, I think. Oh, gosh. It feels like a couple of months that I uploaded this. This has been a year ago. Wow. how time! See, my time just flies. This is the Biden administration flying illegals into the U.S. You no, don't tell them where we're going. Like I said, a lot of this is just... No, I get it. I just, like I like said... stuff that we don't tell people. Because what we don't
1: want to do is attract attention.
2: Yeah, don't want them to, want to see to the evil deeds that we're doing. That's why we're under the cover of the darkness. Where
1: we're going when they tell us. Yeah. Obviously. I get the whole secrecy and all this sh**, but this is even about my sh**. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like, you know what I mean?
0: And why? You know why? You know why? Yeah, I know, but because, why? Why? Look, look yeah. Why. So, why? No, but uh, what's what's the big secret? Everybody knows it's happening. You know why?
2: Because if it, gets out, if it gets out. The government's the American people. Yeah. Okay. So there are some questions in the chat. You know, how do how do we know they're Mexicans? There's well, I'm I'm just letting that guy say they were Mexicans. I don't know what's going on there. I let that guy say there were Mexicans who was filming uh, on that one. I, I don't know. I'm just saying they're coming into the country illegally, no matter where they're coming from. Uh, here's another one. This was also from a year ago. I, I mean, I, I was just pulling up some. I got so many here, but over the past year, this is this is some of the stuff that we posted over on my uh, on my private Rumble channel. And look, they're being led. Doesn't look like this is uh. What do they call those guys? The coyotes or whatever. Doesn't look like they're doing that. This looks like one of our boys. I don't know what this guy is. Is he these Islamists? Is that what they're doing? They stop and they need to pray. I I don't know. That's what it looks like in the midst of uh, these guys. But they're being led by the police. <laughs> Useful idiots in uniform. That's what they are. Useful idiots in uniform. Here's another one. This is what's going on while Mike and company are grandstanding about unlawfully funding Israel, stealing our money, and giving it to them as though they're authorized to do it. This is what's
0: going so we're on, today. here in Ciudad Juarez, Chihuahua, Mexico, guys. This is what the line looks like right now here at Gate 36. Look at this. Which leads into El Paso, Texas. I've been here all morning. I've counted about 300 so far being transported into the processing center. And we have at least 500 people lined up here waiting for what the National Guard and what uh, our CBP has been doing on morning, which is allowing them to come in. So millions of dollars wasted here on razor wire just to be allowed to come in.
2: I mean, it's absolutely incredible. These are just people who are waiting to come in. They're they're going to give their attempt at trying to do it legally, right? In some way, they've lined up on the thing and they're going to line up illegally. And you know, I could sit here and I could play you video after video, and and you guys are well informed. Okay, so. This is uh, this is them crossing one of the, the rivers down there in Texas. Uh, you guys, you know, you've seen. You're well informed, and and this is what's going on as the grandstanding in the district of criminals occurs, as they want to fund, you know, people like Prime Minister Netanyahu and uh, you know the Antichrist state of Israel calling them our ally and our friend. But you can see this is what's going on in our country. Now, the question I have is why aren't they doing anything? Why aren't they doing anything here to you know, to do part of their job. Part of their job is naturalization, doing the issue of immigration. We just read that. Are they dealing with that? No, they're not. They're bringing these people over. They're giving them a welcome wagon you know, escort to their local hotel or the place where they're going to put them up, three hots and a cot, medical, you know, help if they need that, all this kind of stuff. This is what they're doing. And why is that happening? Well, I'm going to tell you, we go back to the same old things. I try to... I try to find new ways to tell you the same old thing. So that's what all this is, is a new way to kind of bring it back around to things that we talk about anyway. And I'm telling you, you may be a person out there that says, I don't believe the Bible, it's this, that, and the other, and blah, 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 and all this stuff. I'm telling you, go and read Deuteronomy 28. Go read it. This is what God said he would do to Israel. And by the way, I had somebody come in one of the rumble, it may have been on my personal rumble, or it may have been on the Sons of Liberty. And they want to quote Deuteronomy, uh, you know, in my opinion, it was out of context. Um, They want to say, you know what, God promised he'd bring Israel back into the land and stuff like that. And I said, yeah, he did. And he did it. He promised he would drive them out, which he did, and he promised he'd bring them back and they would be repentant. They would know he's the Lord. And he did that. He did that with Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon. Then he freed them under the Medes and Persians, Darius, and there. And they went back and they did that. They rebuilt the city. They rebuilt the walls. God blessed them. Some people want to stay in Babylon, and they did, but the other people went out and they did that. But he also said he would utterly destroy them, too. What does that mean? If you utterly destroy something, are you bringing it back? You're not bringing it back. And if you go over to Deuteronomy 28, that's exactly what you see. And you see, look, God deals with us the same way. He's not different in how he does that. He's immutable. He doesn't change. Deuteronomy 28, listen to what he says. Moreover, all, or excuse me, he says, verse 43, the stranger that is within thee, that's the foreigner, that is within thee shall get up above thee very high, and thou shalt come down very low. How many of you are seeing foreigners who are coming in and taking places of authority in your county, in your state, at the federal government? How many of you are seeing that? That's the word of the Lord. Oh, Tim, you know, it's just how do you how do you know? We were telling you this before it, it was happening. That this is what happens. And that and then he goes in, he says, he shall be the head and thou shalt be the tail. Moreover, all these curses shall come upon thee and shall pursue thee and overtake thee till thou be destroyed. Because thou hearkenest not unto the voice of the Lord thy God to keep his commandments and his statutes which he commanded thee. And they shall be upon thee for a sign and for a wonder and upon thy seed forever. Because thou servest not the Lord thy God with joyfulness and with gladness of heart for the abundance of all things. This is, you know, you haven't realized your purpose. What we talk about, the first question of the catechism is to... is to um. You know, what is the chief end of man is to glorify God and to enjoy him forever. To find your joy in the Lord. Therefore, shalt thou serve thine enemies, which the Lord shall send against thee in hunger and in thirst and nakedness and in want of all things. And he shall put a yoke of iron upon thy neck until he have destroyed thee. And the Lord shall bring a nation against thee from far from the end of the earth, as swift as the eagle flyeth a nation whose tongue thou shalt not understand. Foreigners. A nation of fierce countenance, which thou shalt not regard the person of the old, nor show favor to the young. He shall eat the fruit of thy cattle and the fruit of thy land until thou be destroyed, which also shall not leave thee either corn, wine, or oil, or the increase of thy kind, or flocks of thy sheep, until he have destroyed thee. And he shall besiege thee in all thy gates, until thy high and fenced walls come down, wherein thou trustedest. Isn't that interesting? Now he's talking about Israel here. And indeed that happened in 70 AD, just like you said it would, just like Jesus said it would, Matthew 24, Luke 21, uh, Mark 13. Jesus reiterated these things that were coming upon Israel in that generation. And I don't care who tells you that that's out in the future, read the context. It's pretty clear who he's talking to and when it's going to happen. And then he says this, going to tear down those things you were trusting in and he specifically says high fenced walls. Hmm. I Here a lot of Americans want that wall up. hadn't been up for 200 well hadn't been up for hundreds of years, more than 240. hadn't been up for hundreds of years before that. American people are so have been so dumbed down, they don't understand it's not the walls Keep it that will keep people out. It's the Lord. It's the Lord again. We can have all these enemies, Islam, and whoever else we want to name, you know, as enemies and all. The greatest enemy that America has made is God Himself. We've departed from Him, we're doing stupid, wicked, sinful things like. Stealing money and giving it to people that don't need to be given to. That's just one. I mean, we're doing that all day long. We're giving it to people who murder our babies. I mean, look at what he says. He'll besiege you, verse 52, and all thy gates until thy high and fenced walls come down, wherein thou trustedest thou, uh, throughout all thy land, and he shall besiege thee in all thy gates throughout all thy land, which the Lord thy God hath given thee, and thou shalt eat the fruit of thine own body, the flesh of thy sons and daughters. Can you imagine? And I, I've read some of those accounts to you from Josephus, which the Lord thy God hath given thee in the siege and in the straitness wherewith thine enemies shall distress thee, so that the man that is tender... And he goes on and he talks about this. But he talks about these foreigners coming in. They're going to be the lenders. You're going to be the, the debtors. They're going to be the head. You're going to be the tail. This is what's coming. The best thing to do would be to pre- prevent it. And that means that people have got to repent, and they've got to start bringing justice. The people in the militia, the men, in the militia, Article 1, Section 8, Clause 15 and 16, you are the only law enforcer mentioned in our Constitution. We men are. We're going to have to get that in our heads, and we're going to have to get that in our hearts. We're going to have to put it in the hearts of our sons. We're going to have to put it in the hearts of the other men of our community. Because the time is now to play the man. It's, it's coming on us much faster than we think. If you're not getting with the men of your community, men, if you're not building up some camaraderie around with other men in your community of like mind, you need to do that. You need to be in each other's lives, spiritually and physically. You need to know what's going on with your brothers around you. That's part of the ecclesia. That's what they do. Jesus said that people will know you by the love you have for one another. Do you have love for one another? Are you involved like that? Are you ready to stand up and to, to give your life in place of your friend? The Bible says, greater love has no man than this. Then he lay down his life for his friend. This is going to come for some of us. I don't know who all it's going to come for. But we haven't dealt with it, and we see it continuing down this road. As Amos says, it's going to come to our front door. Oh, I just trust in the Lord. Well, good. I'm glad that we do. I want to trust in the Lord, too. But the Lord uses means in how he answers our prayers. He really does. If you haven't heard my old story of the older lady, a widow, lived in an apartment, a God-fearing woman. (gasps) got up every day, asked God for to meet all her needs and everything she did. And down below, she had this self-professed atheist guy who would laugh at her, and he would mock her when she would pray because he would hear her. And um, so one day she said, Lord, I don't have any money, I don't have any groceries. And she said, I'm hungry, and you know I have a need, and I'm just asking that you'll provide for many groceries I need. And this guy, this little devil that's sitting down below her, listening to her prayer, He goes, I'll show her. In his (laughs) vinegary kind of spirit, went out, bought her a couple bags of groceries, came to the door and knocked on the door, handed her the groceries, and he said, I heard you praying to your God. He said, "I I don't believe him. So I know you needed some food. I just got these for you. So I guess I'm your God. And she just kind of chuckled. And she goes, "No, God answered my prayer even if he had to use the devil to answer it you know friends God's going to do what God's going to do he's already told us what he's going to do if we do these things, and he's told us what we'll do if we do the if we disobey him if we obey him we get blessings if we disobey him we get cursings. I have to ask you." Look around you. And those people who will come at me and say, well, you're, you're speaking out against Israel, you're anti-Semitic. Let me ask you something, because I know they always take it out of context. So well, if you bless Israel, God will bless you. If you curse Israel, God will Look around you. America, has, the United States has been blessing Israel for about 80 years. Do we look like we're blessed or cursed? Which one do we look like? Be honest. It's okay to be honest about that. What are we doing? We better get our game face on and do what the Lord says and also hold these people that are being put up as some kind of stars, some kind of demigods, some kind of people to hold in high esteem who are robbing us blind. And by the way, this is just another long line of heists from the U.S. house and no doubt the Senate and the White House. It's another heist, and you know what? They didn't call one cop, and not one cop responded to this theft. Not one. So I ask you, what good are they if they won't deal with this stuff? What good is D.C. when it continues to steal your money and put you in debt, and it continues to act outside its scope of authority? If we haven't come to the place where Thomas Jefferson wrote in the Declaration of Independence that's the right of the people to abolish, to alter or abolish their government when they see it as a threat against them, I don't know when that time is. Got people running around here with the Constitutional Convention stuff. That's nonsense. Abolish it. Get rid of it. Let the states work it out. States can work it out. They can work it out. But the people are going to have to get over their fear and they're going to have to step up to the plate. And that means us men. That means us. Men. Not the girly boys. Not the guys trying to look like girls. Not the women. See, the women have been leading in it in a large measure. God's using that as a sign of judgment. Go read the scriptures about that. He's used women. He's used young people. We're the men. Just like that song said, you know, we're playing in the pre-show. We were made to be courageous. We were made to shine forth as the stars. We were made to be the salt of the earth. We were made for that, not because we're great, but because we're supposed to have a great God. And the Bible says that that great God works in us to will, And to do His good pleasure. Are you doing His good pleasure today? Only you can answer that. And I hope that you're bringing that message to others in your community. That's the only way we're going to turn things around. The power of the Spirit. If we don't have the Spirit of God, we're not winning anything. We're not going to advance victory if we don't have the Spirit of God. Trust me, we're not going to do it. Isn't that what God told Moses? He said, you can send the people on up there. I'm not going with them. I'm going to kill them if I go with them. And Moses is like, no, we're not going unless you're going. Yep, same thing here. I hope you'll think about these things, and I hope that you will call out your representatives who vote for these kinds of things. But I hope more than that, you'll be involved locally where you're at, where your sphere of influence is, because I'm going to tell you what, that's where you're going to get things done. And there are several people in the chat that will tell you that. They're doing it. They're seeing the difference that they're making. Stand fast. Stand fast. You know, God works on behalf of His people, even a small minority. He does that, right? Bradley, be with you at three o'clock Eastern, two p.m. Central. SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. dot com, and then we'll be back with you in the morning. Concorde Diva Lynn Taylor. I don't. This one ought to really get some stuff going when we talk Noahide and Israel and anti-Semitism and. I don't know, whatever else we're going on here. And, and you know it's always going to lead with land back to education, back to feds, usurping authority. So don't miss that. 6 a.m. bright and early. We'll see you then.